The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planner, Greg Cooley, along with my co-host, Certified Financial Planner, Bubba Labus. On this portion of the show, brought to you by Cooley and Labus Financial Advisors, where your personal financial plan is the key. So, Bubba, do you have to be a business owner to be entrepreneurial? I don't think so. Uh, and I say that I've got a little nephew, right? Mm. Uh, who's pretty entrepreneurial. And I guess in a degree, he, he has started his own business, Okay, but he's got his own business cards made up and, okay. uh, and goes out and cuts people's lawns. Right? Okay. So does he own his own business and therefore he's entrepreneurial? Uh, yeah. I mean, is that his yeah. own business? That's his own business. Okay, so in so that I, case, I, I, he is uh, he is entrepreneurial, owning his own business. Right. And I think a lot of times in our society, we equate that right. entrepreneurial, being an entrepreneur, with being a business yeah. owner. So to, to, I guess, counter that, right? Mm-hmm. The question was, can you be entrepreneurial and, and not be a business and owner? And not be a business owner. I think absolutely you can. Okay. Uh, and I think in many, many cases, you'll see that uh, with um, with individuals who have jobs, et cetera, et cetera, that are in the sales field. Yeah. All right. So they're working for the other guy. They're working for the other guy, but they're doing sales and, you know, they eat what they kill, I guess, is, is, yeah. is the good yeah. way to say it. Right. Yeah. yeah. But they're in sales and, and, you know, whether they're selling advertising or they're selling vehicles or they're selling, you mm-hmm. know, widgets mm-hmm. it, it could be anything uh i think they have to have that uh that mentality and that spirit about them to go out and and do sales right yeah, yeah. not everybody can do that mm-hmm. no because everybody every day right. could be boom or bust right especially to your psyche mm-hmm. <laughs> right sure so the reason I asked that question about entrepreneurial and business ownership is is uh, we usually equate the word entrepreneur mm-hmm. with somebody who owns their own business. Right. However, as you pointed out, you can work for the other guy and be entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. Well, we still haven't defined the word mm-hmm. entrepreneurial. So if you can work for the other guy mm-hmm. and be, an, be entrepreneurial and you don't have to be an entrepreneur on your own business, right. what does that mean? Well, basically, a person who is entrepreneurial is somebody who has, and I'm reading straight from Webster's mm-hmm. here, okay? okay. All right. This is not something I'm mm-hmm. making up on the fly here. So I, I pulled it up. So to be entrepreneurial is to have the capacity and the willingness to develop organize and take risk. Okay. All right. You can develop an Mm -hmm. idea. You can develop a product. You can develop a plan. Mm -hmm. You can organize and you can manage risk working for the other guy or working for yourself. Right. So why do you think we have equated the word entrepreneur and entrepreneurial with business ownership? I, th- I think they go hand in hand. So you think though you have to be an entrepreneur, or be entrepreneurial to be a good business owner. Uh, I think it helps, right, to be entrepreneurial to be a good business owner. But to you, but to be an, a good employee, mm-hmm. you don't have to be entrepreneurial. Right. I mean, you can show up and just do what I tell you to right. do. And, and two components there, right? So mm-hmm. number one, if you're entrepreneurial, you know you, you you're willing to to assess and manage risk mm-hmm. and and take chances that sort of thing mm-hmm. that's one aspect of it right mm-hmm. but to own a business mm-hmm. is a totally different skill set mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. because you've got to look at payroll you've got to look at forecasting budgeting mm-hmm. all these other things that go along with it mm-hmm. maybe you're no good at that mm-hmm. right maybe you're good at being an op- entrepreneur you're right a good dreamer yeah and 
maybe somebody else is good at running the business, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that's, I guess, where the two two should meet. And I think most of the time what we have equated in our mind or the definition we have in our mind is the aggressiveness, the taking risk, and use that word or that concept to divine entrepreneur. Right. But in, according to Webster's, mm-hmm. managing and organizing is also part of entrepreneurship. Right. And it should be. You, you're making a good point there. Mm-hmm. You know, just owning your own business is not just dreaming up. Oh, I think I'll open a dress shop. Right. And I think I can organize dresses, and I think I can put together a really good display mm-hmm. in the window. And but your point is, uh, what are the numbers? Right. How much inventory can I afford? Mm-hmm. Can I afford to go to market? Right. What am I going to sell the dress for? How much rent can I afford? What what do I project my sales to be? Can I have any employees? Mm-hmm. What's that mean? What's that look like? Right. What's a nine forty one and a nine ninety? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that has something to do with taxes, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, somebody else's taxes that supposedly I withheld from their paycheck. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. I'm going to give people just a, a little hint. If you want the IRS to show up, not mm-hmm. just send you a letter. Right. But to show up at your uh, your place of business and take their badge out and put it on your desk and then their gun and put it on the other at the yeah. same time. Right. Yeah. You know, male say, or female. Yeah, we need to talk about this. Yeah. Oh. I'm here to discuss. And when they put the badge and the gun on the desk uh-huh. in front of you, <laughs> right. there's just this set of uh, this chills that start at the base of your skull and go all mm-hmm. the way down your backbone. If you want that to happen, you want to experience that, you mess with payroll taxes. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yep. If, if you and I own this radio station and Phil, our executive producer sitting over there, you know, worked for us and we did his payroll every week. Let's say we had weekly payroll and we withheld his state and federal and matched his social mm-hmm. security and stuff. And we took it out of his pay. Okay. Right. Which most employers do for their employees. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Because employees don't send in their own taxes mm-hmm. every week. Right. It's withheld from their pay, and we're supposed to do that for him. Mm-hmm. If we don't send that in, and one or two mm-hmm. quarters go by, somebody's going to show up. That's right. And they're going to ask questions, and they should. Mm-hmm. And so if you're an entrepreneur or want uh, aspire to be a business and, owner. And pretty close to the same thing with submitting sales tax. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, the state and the, and the right. city, and mm-hmm. they don't like that either, right? right? So, you know, you're supposed to submit all that stuff that you're withholding, mm-hmm. either withholding from the checks of the employees or from uh, what your uh, your customers mm-hmm. pay you. You're, you're supposed to submit all that stuff. And, and that requires this organization part of entrepreneurship. The reason I spent all that time on it, we did this diatribe, is today I want to talk about what you're creating in your small business what you're thinking of, the blood, sweat, and tears you put in, the dreaming you've done, the organizing you've done, the paying taxes you've done, and then what happens when you have a disaster, like a pandemic, or maybe you became disabled. We'll talk about that here at the Advisors Roundtable. Mr. Murphy, what do you have there? Metal detector. You mentioned you were going to comb through my auto policy to unearth some hidden savings, and I figured you could use this. I just meant I'd give you our discount double check. I'd dig through your policy and see if there are some discounts you could be taking advantage of. There must be a lot of metal in your desk. It's a metal desk. Always looking for the discounts you deserve. That's State Farm's discount double check. Get to a better state. State Farm. Call State Farm agent Penn Majors in Corinth at 287-3911 today. This is John Oliver Windsor a local attorney without billboards or an 800 number, and I want to help you with your legal needs. You have bills piling up and can't catch up? Have you been charged with a DUI or have one in your past and need it taken off your record? Have you lost a loved one and need help sorting through their estate? I have the expertise to help you handle issues life has thrown your way. Let a professional that knows what to do and how to do it handle the work for you. Give me a call, John Oliver Windsor, attorney at Law & Corinth, 662-872-0121. 
Running out of storage space? Call Albright Storage at 808 Store. That's 808 STOR for clean, safe, affordable, climate controlled self storage units with video surveillance for personal and business use. Albright Storage units are accessible 24 7 with multiple locations throughout Corinth. And now, thanks to our loyal customers, we have a new location at 327 Tate Street that offers RV and boat storage. Stop in today or visit us at albrightstorage.com. Don't let mistakes get in your way. Investing missteps can undermine your ability to save as much as you'll need for your retirement and other goals. Let us help you formulate an individual plan that will ensure you get to where you want financially. Call us for a financial consultation at Cooley and Labus Financial Advisors today at 662-287-1903 or visit our website at www. Are you tired of the extra weight and struggling to lose it? Whether it's from bad habits or simply family history, we know how difficult it is to shed those pesky pounds. We may have the solution for you. At Magnolia Center for Surgical Weight Loss, we provide a surgical experience that provides you with both the surgery and support required to achieve your active and healthy self. If you're interested in learning more about surgical weight loss at Magnolia Regional Health Center, visit www.mrhc.org slash surgicalweightloss today. Call the pros at Bailey Williams Realty for all your area real estate needs. Specializing in residential sales, investment properties, commercial sales, and leasing. Our caring team is what makes Bailey Williams Realty the top real estate company in the Corinth Alcorn County area. We listen to your needs and then put ourselves in your shoes, treating you how we would want to be treated every step of the way. Call Bailey Williams Realty at 662-286-2255 or visit us at CorinthHomes.com. We want to make you feel at home. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners Bubba Labus and yours truly Greg Cooley with you on this portion of the show brought to you by Magnolia Regional Health Center, local hospital taking care of us one patient at a time because Magnolia matters. Thanks a lot to Magnolia Regional Health Center, all of the subsidiaries and clinics for being such a fine and valued sponsor of the Advisors Roundtable. So Bubba, we're talking about entrepreneurship and you go through all of this dreaming and organizing and paying taxes and putting uh, a, a plan together and maybe a business plan and talking to uh, bankers and talking to customers and you've put your blood, sweat and tears into this thing. And then something out of left field happens. Uh, maybe you get a disability. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody in your family becomes ill or you need to, to move or, um, or we have a pandemic and you're thinking, well, uh, what do I do with this thing that I've created? You, you think people who are um, entrepreneurs and business owners and they have put all this time into creating this thing, you think they're possessive of it? Oh, yeah. Huh? No doubt. Yeah. It's my business. Mm-hmm. I created this thing. Mm-hmm. I've sat up at night and dreamed about it. Right. And, um, you know, they sure don't want you taking it away from them. The problem I see is that they are slowly insulting their effort sometimes. They put this thing together. It's doing okay. It's making them a decent living and maybe a couple of employees a decent Uh living. But uh, what happens if they have a disability? Is this thing going to die? What happens if... You know, it very well could. Mm. Very well could. Well, I've got some statistics Okay. Here, all right. And I'm pulling this from uh, uh, a international investing house called Janice Henderson mm-hmm. that you and I are aware of. Yeah. They have a, uh, some mutual funds and other mm-hmm. things. They did um, some uh, surveys of small businesses, businesses that, you know, they are thinking about they have a small cap thing sometimes and they think about mm-hmm. investing in these things and they thought you know we need to be specialist in small businesses mm-hmm. and how they're run and, and what their capabilities are and what the future looks like and all that so, so they did these surveys of businesses now this sounds like a small business and it really is or yeah. well it really doesn't sound like a small business but any of anywhere from annual revenues of one dollar to one billion dollars mm-hmm. okay okay so I'd say that that, you know, and, and they did 1,400 of them. All right. And they asked all these questions about running your business. Here's a question um, or, or a statistic. 
about three quarters of these business owners said they did not have a written succession plan. Uh, I'm surprised it's uh, that number. I thought it would have been higher than that. You thought it would have been 90 or 95? I thought it would have been 85 to 90%. All right, so first of all, so under pe- people understand what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. What is a written succession plan? So when things go south, what happens? Okay. You know, succession plan, somebody dies. Okay. You've got a tornado, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a business continuity plan. A t- tornado hits your building. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, I get disabled. Right. You get disabled. What happens? Mm-hmm. A succession plan. Right. To succeed what's happening today. Mm-hmm. If some one of those crazy things, guess what? Statistics tell us that, you know, throughout your lifetime, well, first of all, we are going to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a pretty good certainty. Well, huh? I don't know. Maybe you, Greg. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't intend to do it yeah. today, I'm, but. I'm 10 foot tall over here. Bulletproof. bulletproof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good looking. <laughs> right, right. Total package. So uh, we, we can die. We mm-hmm. can get disabled. Yeah. We, we could have a pandemic come along. We could, we could have a lot of stuff happen. I, I don't know the exact statistic, but I, I think that you're uh, more prone and more likely to become disabled than die. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's by a pretty wide margin. Mm-hmm. I'd have mm-hmm. to look that up to give, give mm-hmm. the precise uh, number on that. But you're more likely to become disabled than to die. Well, you just think of it. You pick a 60-year-old man. Mm-hmm. The statistics are he's probably going to yeah. be alive in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, despite his health, he's probably going to live. Right. But today, mm-hmm. he's going to be in his car, probably. Yep. He's going to be on a plane or a train or an, in an automobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to go up or down steps. Uh, he's going to eat something mm-hmm. that somebody else prepared. I mean, there are a lot of risks right. today mm-hmm. that he could be sick or disabled. A lot more possibility of that than there are that he's going to yeah. die today. Mm-hmm. Hmm? And, and, you know... The way I look at it and see it is, uh, you're probably carrying more risk by not having disability insurance than you than you do by not having life insurance. Say that again. You're probably carrying more risk by not having disability insurance than than having life insurance. Absolutely. You know, everybody thinks about insurance right off the bat, and they say, "Oh, you know, I've got to get some life insurance. I'm going to get, you know." A million dollars. I've taken care of everything that I need to. If I die, I want the wife and kids taken care of. And that's true. You know, if you die, you do need the kids taken care of. It's the the right thing to do, and you probably need life insurance unless you're self-insured and blah, 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 right? Right, right, right. right. Probability, though, Uh says that you're more likely to become disabled than die. Especially over the next 30 or 40 years. And I, I can, uh, without a doubt, tell you that uh, the percentage of folks that have disability insurance oh. is much, much less than those that even yeah. have life insurance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. right. You, you know what? I, I was sitting beside a guy one time in a seminar, mm-hmm. and he was a disability insurance specialist. Mm-hmm. All right. He had sold it for 30 years. He yep. knew everything about it. He had worked for one of the insurance companies mm-hmm. that underwrote disability insurance. He knew it inside and out. And he told me, he said, you know, Greg, you know why people don't want to think about and or buy disability insurance? I said, why? He said, They're, they want to do the thing that becomes heroic, mm-hmm. the life insurance thing. And if it happens, they ain't going to be here for it. Right. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> All right. But if disability happens, they're going to be here for that. Mm-hmm. You know, by definition, if I'm disabled, I ain't dead. Right. So I'm still here. And I don't want to think about mm-hmm. paying for something where I'm suffering. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So he says, you know, it's a psychological thing. Yeah. People would rather be hero. Mm-hmm. Daddy left me. Well, that means daddy ain't here. Right. Daddy left me rich mm-hmm. or he left me with my college paid for right. or he left mama's house paid for mm-hmm. daddy's a hero but that's easier to think about than it is daddy still right. being here right and being disabled but related to his business mm-hmm. you know daddy's and or mom they're uh coming in today at the end of a hard day and they've made a day's wage and maybe a little profit in this business they created. And we have this lifestyle because of what mom or dad are doing mm-hmm. in this business. 
And that's wonderful. Try to maintain that lifestyle and social security disability though. That's exactly right. Right. Try to maintain that lifestyle if daddy or mom are not here Mm -hmm. or if they're here and they're disabled. Right. So we need to have a plan, a succession plan. And according to this, this survey, 73% of business owners don't have one Mm -hmm. and they surely don't have it written. Okay. I hope after the last few minutes of discussion, most people who are small business people should sit down, especially given this present economic mm-hmm. environment we're in, right. where something can come out of left sure. field you have no control of, mm-hmm. and you need to have a plan for how to handle it. Now, we've talked about how to handle a pandemic or uh, mm-hmm. whatever you know, over the last few weeks, and that is uh, we should have saved a little more. That's right. Huh? Mm-hmm. All right. So maybe you start that plan. But what happens if it's not a pandemic? What happens if it's a death or a disability? Mm-hmm. Or you get to a certain point, you're 80 years old, you've been running this business for 50 years, you want to retire. Right. What happens to this this enterprise you've created? Do you think people value their enterprise as much as they think they value their enterprise? I think if they think about it, Right. Um, Then they're probably going to value it higher than what it's actually worth Mm. in many cases. Mm. Now, in some cases, you know, the multiples that they're talking about for their business that they're getting ready to sell are probably well worth it. Mm. Right. Mm. But the majority of the time, I think that uh, they're so invested in their business, Mm -hmm. something that they built from the ground up. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Been doing this for uh, five, 10, 30, 50 years, whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, that they're emotionally attached. So if they think about it, the emotion comes in. Right. And they want to sell it to you and me for a whole lot more than it's really worth. Right. For their emotional value, not the the true value. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, Phil's only going to pay Turn, me. Turns out I've hurt some feelings in the past, <laughs> you know, when people ask me, well, you know, What's this my is business? What, what I think my business is worth. And I, and I look at them and I say, well, I'm not a business valuation expert, mm-hmm. but I think you're high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By and a couple you, hundred thousand dollars. I was gonna, yeah, or uh, even more than that. Mm-hmm. You and I had a lady yeah. in our office and we were talking to her yeah. about possibly buying her business one mm-hmm. time. And we said, well, what do you want for it? She said, $2 million. Mm-hmm. We both started laughing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I hated to. Yeah. But it wasn't worth $2 million. And Just then I wasn't. said, okay, what do you really want? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Let's get down to the real yeah. numbers. So we need to be thinking about mm-hmm. this. As entrepreneurs, as, as small business owners, and we think about all the catastrophes that could happen mm-hmm. and start to, with real numbers, not emotion, right. work toward a written succession plan. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go into this break, and when we come back, what does that look like? Here at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk 94.3. Mr. Murphy, what do you have there? Metal detector. You mentioned you were going to comb through my auto policy to unearth some hidden savings, and I figured you could use this. I just meant I'd give you our discount double check. I'd dig through your policy and see if there's some discounts you could be taking advantage of. There must be a lot of metal in your desk. It's a metal desk. Always looking for the discounts you deserve. That's State Farm's discount double check. Get to a better state. State Farm. Call State Farm agent Penn Majors in Corinth at 287-3911 today. Call the pros at Bailey Williams Realty for all your area real estate needs. Specializing in residential sales, investment properties, commercial sales, and leasing. Our caring team is what makes Bailey Williams Realty the top real estate company in the Corinth Alcorn County area. We listen to your needs and then put ourselves in your shoes, treating you how we would want to be treated every step of the way. Call Bailey Williams Realty at 662-286-2255 or visit us at CorinthHomes.com. We want to make you feel at home. Are you tired of the extra weight and struggling to lose it? Whether it's from bad habits or simply family history, we know how difficult it is to shed those pesky pounds. 
we may have the solution for you. At Magnolia Center for Surgical Weight Loss, we provide a surgical experience that provides you with both the surgery and support required to achieve your active and healthy self. If you're interested in learning more about surgical weight loss at Magnolia Regional Health Center, visit www.mrhc.org slash surgical weight loss today. Running out of storage space? Call Albright Storage at 808-STORE. That's 808-STOR for clean, safe, affordable, climate-controlled self-storage units with video surveillance for personal and business use. Albright Storage units are accessible 24-7 with multiple locations throughout Corinth. And now, thanks to our loyal customers, we have a new location at 327 Tate Street that offers RV and boat storage. Stop in today or visit us at albrightstorage.com. Don't let mistakes get in your way. Investing missteps can undermine your ability to save as much as you'll need for your retirement and other goals. Let us help you formulate an individual plan that will ensure you get to where you want financially. Call us for a financial consultation at Cooley & Labus Financial Advisors today at 662-287-1903 or visit our website at www.cooleylabus.com. It's something no one wants to think about, but sooner or later, we will all have to face it. And when it happens, your loved ones are going to face a lot of decisions regarding your funeral. Let the staff of Memorial Funeral Home help your families during this difficult time. They treat everyone who comes through the doors with dignity, respect, and compassion. Their facilities offers a setting to bring your family together, to share a meaningful service, and to celebrate the life of your loved one. Memorial Funeral Home, where friends and family make the difference. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners Bubba Labus, and yours truly Greg Cooley with you on this portion of the show brought to you by Memorial Funeral Home, uh, where uh, professional and courteous service is available to you in your time of need. Thanks a lot to uh, all of our valued sponsors at the Advisors Roundtable. So Bubba, we're talking about 73% of small business owners don't have a written succession plan. So, you know, where do we start? Well, mm-hmm. the first place we're going to start with a, with a point we, you made a minute ago, and that is we need to be realistic about this. Mm-hmm. And as much as you can, take your personal pride and yeah. passion and emotion out of it. Mm-hmm. Because... Your business is worth something. It um, has an entrepreneurial and uh, enterprise value, mm-hmm. but it's only worth a certain amount. Right. It's not worth the world. Mm-hmm. It means the world to you, but it's not worth everything. Most business uh, sectors, most kinds of businesses have a, a multiple, don't mm-hmm. they? They do. So, you know, like in our business, how, you know, we don't have to tell the world what that multiple is, but it you'd take like last year's revenue and multiply right. it by this by a certain amount. Right. Yeah. And that gives some. And, and you know, the, the car business may be different than mm-hmm. the lawyering business, different than the medical business, mm-hmm. different than the financial advice business, mm-hmm. you know, different yep. than the dress making or dress shop business. Yep. 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 However, I think this is where you stop. Mm-hmm. So let's say that Phil owned this radio station and we're sitting down with him trying to consult with him about how to put together one of these written succession mm-hmm. plans. And he says, you know, I'm taking, you know, this is all professional, it's all numbers. That's why I hired you guys as consultants. I'm not really wanting to have my passion involved, mm-hmm. even though I'm passionate about this. I want to do this right. I think you right. stop right there. All right. And then instead of looking at this from a negative point of view, because I think one of the reasons that 73% of people don't have this is because they're thinking about death and dying and disability. Well, it's depressing thinking about that stuff. Yeah. Unless you think about it mm-hmm. from the point of view of growth. Mm-hmm. What if you thought about this as being a growth strategy about maybe building the framework of a business that could last future generations. Sure. Why do you think there is a Merrill Lynch? Those guys, mm-hmm. you know, that started that business are probably not walking the earth right now. That's right. Why is there a business in downtown uh, Manhattan called J.P. Morgan? Mm-hmm. And Mr. Morgan's not been around for a while. Yeah. What? Why is there still a business named Ford today yeah. and not one named Studebaker? 
Yeah. I mean, it, it, you could look at any industry, right, mm-hmm. and see examples of, of, of folks mm-hmm. and individuals and businesses that have come up with contingency plans, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, succession plans, that sort of thing, and other businesses that have not. No. Well, Mr. Those, Sam Walton worked for Ben Franklin. Yeah. The thing Sam Walton created mm-hmm. is still here. Right. Mm-hmm. In a big way. Mm-hmm. Uh, not many Ben Franklins around. Right. So what's the difference? Look, look at Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bill mm-hmm. Gates, founder of Microsoft, right, mm-hmm. has uh, no uh, day-to-day operational effect. He's not even on the board right. of Microsoft. He used to be everything at he used Microsoft. To be everything. He created yeah. it, mm-hmm. you know, in his own garage. Right. right? Left Harvard mm-hmm. to create this thing. And I think most people walking on the on the street today would still think Microsoft, uh, that is the same thing as thinking Bill Gates. Sure. So what did Bill Gates do? Well, you know, he created a succession plan and an exit strategy. Okay. He, he knew that uh, he didn't... Um, he built a business to mm-hmm. an incredible degree, you know, probably one of the largest businesses that's, that's ever been around mm-hmm. um, and had a, a measured way to exit that business. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, he's still the largest shareholder, I think. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, but that, yeah. I think if he calls up and says, guys, I think you need to paint it blue, they're mm-hmm. probably going to yeah, paint probably going blue. to. Yeah. <laughs> right. And as a shareholder, you still have, you know, a say so in voting matters and all that kind of stuff, which is which is a big deal. Right. Right. But, you know, day-to-day operations, he's out of. He's not worried about the right. withholding taxes. Mm-hmm. Huh? Right. He can go to Lake Tahoe if mm-hmm. he wants to. Yeah. Huh? Uh, and so maybe that's a, a goal of yours. You know, you've mm-hmm. created this thing and you're passionate about it and you love it. And this is your business. And, it, you know, it started in your garage or on your dining room table or whatever. But, you know, here you are and you want to go to the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think as you're looking at succession plans, right, and that could mean a number of different things. It could mean selling your business. It could mean that uh, some some unfortunate event happened. You died. You're disabled. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the first thing you do, right, mm-hmm. in that plan? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think you need, uh, number one, uh, to have somebody that has access to your business. Who has the keys to open the doors, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you've got the only key to the business, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. then how's somebody going to get in there to answer calls or, or do whatever needs to be done? If I die in the middle of the night. If you die in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I guess access would be the first thing that I would look at and address. And and trust. And, and Yeah, and especially trust. Mm-hmm. And that access could, could be, you know, twofold. What if, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at succession plans, Mm-hmm. Could be contingency plans as well. What if a tornado gets your building? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then what do you do? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So all these things need to be looked at and, and thought about and discussed. That's what I like to do there at that point. Mm-hmm. So you tell somebody, first of all, we're going to take the passion mm-hmm. out of this. This right. is going to be a business thing. Mm-hmm. Secondly, we're going to come at it from the point of view of making this a growth possibility mm-hmm. for future generations. As opposed just to, you know, what would happen if you got disabled, how we're going to sell this place. Right. But we're, then we're going to look at all contingencies. Mm-hmm. We're going to look at all the catastrophes that could happen. Yeah, a tornado could come. A pandemic could come. They could shut mm-hmm. down the economy. Yes, I could get disabled. Yes, I could die. Blah, right. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I also, all of the other possibilities are, uh, I could start to phase out. Mm-hmm my day-to-day activities let somebody else have the keys Mm -hmm. how would that look what would that person look like what kind of personality would we need what is my trust level in them Mm -hmm. how would how long will it take for me to get comfortable Mm -hmm. to start giving them the keys and giving them the checkbook right huh over time how do you do that what does that look like and as you start doing that you're Oh, more over on the positive side of mm-hmm. the conversation than you are, hey, what do we do if Greg dies? Right. Mm-hmm. Huh? But all that's part mm-hmm. of it because all this contingency plan, all this succession plan is everything from if my building is blown away, how do my clients get in touch with me? Mm-hmm. All the way up to, you know, if I die, what happens to my clients? What happens to the right. value of my business mm-hmm. if I get disabled? But also if I want to retire. Right. Or I want to cut cut it back to two days a mm-hmm. week. 
How does that look? Sure. I think that gives people an opportunity to almost, you know, they were dreaming. They were dreamers when they were an entrepreneur and they started this thing. How about let's dream about what it looks like for the next generation mm -hmm. when there's a coolie and labus here when there ain't a coolie and labus. Right. Huh? What, what, what does it look like when there's a J.P. Morgan? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the the whole thing was set in place so there's enough funding mm -hmm. and there's enough business there to carry on. Right. Um, and now the the name, Merrill Lynch, J.P. Mm -hmm. Morgan, Morgan Stanley, whatever, those names have some cachet. Mm -hmm. and, and people trust them. Even though J.P. Morgan himself is not sitting behind the desk. Right. So how do you do that? I think it's cool to think about that. Mm -hmm. To think about the enterprise value you presently have and what is it worth. But also how do I, oh, now that I start to think about it, that means I can't spend all the money this month, doesn't it? That's right. Why did I say that? Why, is I, why do I say I can't spend? See, if I spend all the money this month, I make a profit this month, dang it, it's mine. I created this mm -hmm. thing, it's mine. If I spend all the money, then uh, is, is there anything left there to get us through when there's a pandemic? No, there isn't. Anything left there to get us through if a tornado comes mm -hmm. through? Nope. Anything left there if I get disabled? Nope. Anything to be able to hire somebody? So that this future becomes possible and I can hand the keys to somebody one day? Nope. No. So how many people want to do that? I think we've uncovered two or three things people don't want to do. Mm -hmm. First of all, they don't want to think about dying. Yep. Secondly, they don't want to think about disability. And thirdly, they don't want to think about, ooh. Saving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Putting some of that money away mm -hmm. in a way that it can be something for the future. And in order for it to be something for the future, I'm probably going to have to share it with a couple of employees. Mm -hmm. Right. With taking on a partner. You know, and, and along with, uh, with that savings, think of, think of it from the opportunity aspect. Mm -hmm. What if you ran across a competitor that was looking to retire? Uh -huh. And maybe uh -huh. they hadn't thought about all this and, you know. Mm -hmm. 73% of them haven't. 73% of them haven't, right? <laughs> At least. Yeah. Which means there's a grand opportunity out there for me to possibly buy mm -hmm. some and sure. make this enterprise bigger so right. I can afford to hire somebody. That's right. Huh? Mm -hmm. Do you run across very many of those in your business? I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it happens just about every day. Right. You and I have made this, this comment before that we go to these national conventions mm -hmm. of these financial planners and financial advisors, mm -hmm. and we walk in the room, uh, Phil, most of the time we get there late, you know, <laughs> Uh, and you know, we, we walk in right as the presenter is getting ready to start. So we walk in the back room and, you know, we're going to sit on the back row so that I can go to the bathroom anytime I want to and not disturb anybody or, you know, sit back there on my iPad mm -hmm. or whatever. And when we walk in, what do we see, Bubba? Well, uh, a bunch of old people, Yeah. usually with white hair. Yeah. And I, I would say, you know, in our industry, uh, predominantly old white guys. Yeah, we do. We yeah. really do. Mm -hmm. Whether it's right or it's wrong, and it does need to mm -hmm. change. Yeah. But that's what it is now. So what's happening, if 73% of those old white mm -hmm. guys we're looking at don't have a succession plan, that's a grand opportunity for you and me possibly to grow. Uh, well, I go into that room and my eyes light up, right? Yeah. I'm like, man, you know, one of these days. Potential. Yeah. Huh? I need to make a, uh, you mm -hmm. know, a friend of two or three of these older guys yeah. and say, mm -hmm. what's your succession plan? Mm-hmm. What do you plan to do in five or 10 years? Right. You ever thought about retiring? What happens if you get disabled? And oh, by the way, my name's Greg. That's probably not the way to introduce myself. Sure. Is yeah. it? I'm going to take a break here at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk and continue to talk about this. Do you have a succession plan for your small business? Pros at Bailey Williams. 
Partners Realty for all your area real estate needs. Specializing in residential sales, investment properties, commercial sales and leasing. Our caring team is what makes Bailey Williams Realty the top real estate company in the Corinth Alcorn County area. We listen to your needs and then put ourselves in your shoes, treating you how we would want to be treated every step of the way. Call Bailey Williams Realty at 662-286-2255 or visit us at CorinthHomes.com. We want to make you feel at home. Running out of storage space? Call Albright Storage at 808-STORE. That's 808-STOR for clean, safe, affordable, climate-controlled self-storage units with video surveillance for personal and business use. Albright Storage units are accessible 24-7 with multiple locations throughout Corinth. And now, thanks to our loyal customers, we have a new location at 327 Tate Street that offers RV and boat storage. Stop in today or visit us at albrightstorage.com. This is certified financial planner Bubba Labus. Are you dreaming of a bright future? At Cooley and Labus Financial Advisors, we will help you formulate a solid financial plan to make your dreams a reality. We are certified financial planners that will meet with you to develop a step-by-step, individualized strategy for your finances. Call us today for a financial consultation at Cooley and Labus Financial Advisors, 662-287-1903, or visit us at our website at www.cooleylabus.com. Are you tired of the extra weight and struggling to lose it? Whether it's from bad habits or simply family history, we know how difficult it is to shed those pesky pounds. We may have the solution for you. At Magnolia Center for Surgical Weight Loss, we provide a surgical experience that provides you with both the surgery and support required to achieve your active and healthy self. If you're interested in learning more about surgical weight loss at Magnolia Regional Health Center, visit www.mrhc.org slash surgicalweightloss today. This is John Oliver Windsor, a local attorney without billboards or an 800 number, and I want to help you with your legal needs. You have bills piling up and can't catch up? Have you been charged with a DUI or have one in your past and need it taken off your record? Have you lost a loved one and need help sorting through their estate? I have the expertise to help you handle issues life has thrown your way. Let a professional that knows what to do and how to do it handle the work for you. Give me a call, John Oliver Windsor, attorney at Law & Corinth, 662-872-0121. Welcome to State Farm, Mr. Murphy. What do you have there? Metal detector. You mentioned you were going to comb through my auto policy to unearth some hidden savings, and I figured you could use this. I just meant I'd give you our discount double check. I'd dig through your policy and see if there are some discounts you could be taking advantage of. There must be a lot of metal in your desk. It's a metal desk. Always looking for the discounts you deserve. That's State Farm's discount double check. Get to a better state. State Farm. Call State Farm agent Penn Majors in Corinth at 287-3911 today. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley. So, Bubba, we're talking here about uh, small businesses needing a succession plan. Do you think people listening to us would think that you and I are fairly passionate about this subject? I would hope so. Yeah. Oh, I mean, why would we do it why, twice what? a week for two hours on the radio if we're, and then full time, right? Yeah. And, and a lot of times we're talking to entrepreneurs about their yeah. lack of a succession plan. Mm-hmm. Why, is it, why is small business having a succession plan for their business, a conti- contingency p- plan, a written plan? Why is it s- such a big deal to you and me? Um, the reason why it's such a big deal is because we've seen the other side of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've seen this movie and we know how it ends for individuals who sure. don't have these plans in place. Yep. And in, you know, in some cases, lived through it, right? Yeah. So um, it, we take it personally, and, and we yeah. look at it, and we, and we say, there are ways that you could protect your loved ones, your families, your business interests, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and have this thing carry on and, and provide for you and others, and et cetera, et cetera, yeah. for a longer period of time mm-hmm. than if you know you don't have any plan at all. Yeah, yeah, I had a friend of mine this this guy who was mm-hmm. really good talking about the disability insurance mm-hmm. and all here was a, a a picture he painted in your mind let's say you own a business and it's worth a million dollars right i'm just going to throw the number out there it's worth a million dollars all right and you're running this business mm-hmm. and you got a spouse at home okay whether you're a, a female business owner or a male you know you got a spouse at home Right now, you don't have a written plan. You don't have disability insurance. You probably don't have enough life insurance. Mm-hmm. 
but obviously you're a pretty responsible person if you're taking care of uh, family va- uh, family issues mm-hmm. and you've built a million dollar business right mm-hmm. okay uh, what do you think the look would be on your spouse's face if I walked in and stole a million dollars from him or her and you weren't there to help them get it back I mean, really think about mm-hmm. the desperation, the look, the hurt, right. the anger that would be on their face mm-hmm. if I walked in and stole a million dollars from them and mm-hmm. you're not there to help them get it back. Right. That's what it looks like mm-hmm. if you get disabled or you're dead or you pass away. Something happens in your life negatively mm-hmm. and this million dollar thing suddenly is snatched from your family, right. and you're not there to help them get it back. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine the look of desperation and fear and hurt. And you know what? If, if I came in and stole it from you, yeah, there's somebody for everybody to be mad at. There's right. some responsible party, me, because mm-hmm. I stole it from you. But if you let this happen, yeah. you're the one that did it to them. And then is everybody mad at you? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we've talked other people into listening to this mm-hmm. um, and becoming a little more passionate about it. So, and, and, and hopefully more people will be getting one of these plans, doing one of these plans after we've talked so much about it. And two or three things. Start with the brass tacks. Start logically. Don't have the pa- mm-hmm. you know, all your passion and emotion in it. Get the real numbers. How can I get the real numbers? How can I get the real numbers about the value of my business? If, if I don't know my, my industry's multiple. There are uh, a number of ways you can do that. You can look at trade groups. You can look at professional associations you belong to. And mm-hmm. like I said earlier, you know, each business is going to be different. Mm-hmm. You know, a car business is going to be different than a lawyering business, than a, a doctoring business versus, you know, uh, a retail sales business, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but there are going to be multiples and ways to value that business. They're actually valuation experts, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like CPAs mm-hmm. and lawyers who go on and get extra uh, yeah. credentials. And, it, you know, it may cost a little bit, right? Ooh, really? But, I mean, you, you buy a house, right? You want to know what it's worth? Yeah. You get an appraisal. I have to pay for that. Yeah. You buy a building, you want to know what it's worth, you get an appraisal. You buy some timberland, you want to know what it's worth, you get an appraisal. Absolutely. You buy a stock, you know pretty much what you're going to pay for it, Uh right? uh Because that's uh what it's trading for, right? Uh uh So what would your business trade for? Well, you you hire somebody to give you... To tell you. To tell you. And to give you real world Mm -hmm. numbers to work with. So let's do that. We're going to take the passion out of it. We're going to look at it from the point of view of, hey, we're, we're not just talking about something negative here. We're mm-hmm. talking about possibly growing something and leaving something for future generation, generations. And we'll get real numbers and maybe have to pay a little bit to get those numbers. Next thing I want you to do is step back and look at it from the point of view of two or three mm-hmm. other entities than th- from your point of view. Right. Okay. Now, this is going to be an exercise for some of us because mm-hmm. some of us, you know, the world revolves around. Me. Right. You know, I'm all I'm, I'm really accustomed mm-hmm. to looking at things from my point of view. Mm-hmm. But you're asking me to step back and look at, at this whole situation from the point of view of whom? Well, two or three other entities. Number one, your family. Right. Look at it from their point of view. Mm-hmm. Number two, look at it from the point of view of your clients, mm-hmm. your customers. Right. What do they need to continue to receive service from an entity like yours? Right. What do they need? What's, what needs to be in place so that they can continue to be served? And then lastly, look at it from the point of view of the law. Mm-hmm. You, you think I'm going to have to put together some kind of legal document here? Oh, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. So you told me I'm going to have to spend money on a... Valuation person and an appraisal. And then I'm probably going to have to spend money on a lawyer. Right. How much? uh, I mean, it could cost me hundreds or thousands of dollars. Yeah, absolutely it could. So the question is, is your million-dollar business worth that? Yeah. 
is your million dollar business worth five to ten thousand dollars? Yeah. And I look at it as an as an investment into your business. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's that's the way everybody ought to look at it. And what I do from my point of view for my business is I do a thing called gaming. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while when I'm out on a jog or I'm by myself or whatever and I'm thinking about my business and I'm thinking about my family's future and I think about my clients, all that from other people's mm-hmm. point of view, I kind of game certain bad or unfortunate circumstances, yeah. situations, and then I also try to end my thought on a high note. Yeah. I start thinking about positive things related mm-hmm. to it. So initially I'll say, okay, you know, if I got disabled, what would happen? Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, if I die, what should mm-hmm. my ha- okay? And do I have everything in place for that? Mm-hmm. What about what about my clients? Right. What needs to be in place for my clients and that sort of thing? And what 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 about my family? So you, you talked about your family, right? Mm-hmm. You t- uh, what were the three things you right, said a minute ago? So I'm getting to the yeah. third one, but okay. uh, my family, yeah, my clients, my employees, right? Okay. I need to be thinking about it from those points of view. I think it'd be important to think about your competitors mm. and your potential successors as well. Mm. So I'd, I'd turn that into five things. Yeah, and they got to be yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. they got to be in all that. And so, you know, what am I going to do with my competitors or for my competitors or mm-hmm. against my competitors mm-hmm. or by my competitors so that my family, my employees, mm-hmm. and my clients are better taken care of? Um, and when you start thinking that, maybe you end this discussion and this thought process uh, and all this uh, taking notes mm-hmm. on a high note. Because I want you to really think about growing your business, even if you're not here. That's right. Ooh. Now, I think about growing my business all the time mm-hmm. while I'm here. Mm-hmm. I think about things I can do to grow my business. Don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Is it possible, Bubba? Is it possible that my business could grow without me? Well, we get back to what we initially talked about. You've we, got those entrepreneurial type people who are working for you, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So I would hope that it could continue growing without you. And that's not an insult to me, is no. it? No. It's actually a compliment to you that you right. thought about it and put together a team of people yeah. who can possibly do that mm-hmm. uh, with your business and with it, those interests. Right. So I hope we talked a little bit about here about uh, today uh, how to approach uh, having a success uh, plan and a recipe for that here on the Advisors Roundtable for your business. The discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planners, LLC. Ignite Planners LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.